The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, folks, here on College Football Kickoff for week one of the college football season. As we did last year, Chris and I would hop on, talk about an NFL draft prospect, and then highlight the games that we are going to be watching today. We are continuing that tradition of hopping on, talking some college football, and having a nice, great conversation to kick off a wonderful weekend of football. I know I'm excited to see what happens during this college football season. A lot of questions to be answered, especially in the lens of these NFL draft prospects. As I already said, I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum here on Big Blue View's audio lineup. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and uh, leave us a five-star review to stay up to date on everything on our feed. So today, Chris, we're going to be talking about Brandon Smith, linebacker from Penn State. It's fitting, as you were telling me beforehand, that we started last year with Micah Parsons, and now we're starting with another linebacker from Penn State, Brandon Smith. So he is super athletic. It seems like they tend to recruit guys that fit a certain mold in terms of explosiveness and athleticism. Six foot three, two forty-one, and he had thirty-seven tackles and one interceptions uh, in twenty twenty. So, from when you watched him, Chris, what were some of the things that stood out to you when you were watching him? Yeah, like I, I don't know what they're doing with the with the SNC program there, Penn State, but they are just churning out freak athletes, like just every year at at, at least one position. There is a guy who is just going to test off the charts, and that's kind of the first thing you notice about Brandon Smith. Yet, not only is he a good sized linebacker, you know, he is not. He is not like uh, Jeremiah Usukoromoa or Isaiah Simmons, where you're you're not quite sure if he is a linebacker or a big safety or what. Yeah, you, know, you, you look at Brandon Smith; he is a linebacker, but then you watch him move, and he moves like a safety. He is ridiculously athletic, and they take advantage of that at Penn State. I, I saw a lot of plays where, yet yeah, he was lined up in the front seven, but then there were also another whole bunch of plays and defensive sets where he would be lined up over the slot receiver you know not just covering running backs or tight ends but covering slots as a 6'3 240 pound linebacker that that should tell you something and he 
can do it too. He moves really well. He's got really quick feet, really fluid hips. He's just an easy, effortless mover in space. Yeah, he might not be as fast as a true defensive back, but in shallow zones, that hook curl area, that that's not really going to matter. He also, and I thought this was interesting, was used as a blitzer a ton. Yeah, they wouldn't just blitz him from a linebacker position. They would have him blitz from the slot, which we've seen slot blitzes be very effective. It has to be scary for a quarterback to see a a guy Smith's size coming at you from the slot. So those are the things that really just jumped off the tape for me. Yeah, and I'm just so locked in on the fact that Penn State has so successfully recruited these crazy athletes to play a number of positions, Saquon Barkley being one of them, and then last year's draft cycle, we were talking up Micah Parsons the entire time. We were so freaking close to it being the draft pick. Instead, we end up with Kadarius Toney, which, not complaining, it's going to pay good dividends, and they also net what is probably going to be a pretty high draft pick from what already looks like a pretty terrible Bears team this upcoming year. But I'm excited by Brandon Smith. He's not really right now when you're getting into the discussion of these linebackers for the draft class. He's not necessarily being brought up super early and often. Some of the other names that you typically hear are Christian Harris or Henry Tuatua, who are the Alabama linebackers. Um, Terrell Bernard from Baylor is another guy that keeps getting mentioned, but Brandon Smith's athletic profile, I think, really puts him into the fold where he just hasn't been seen enough, maybe, and more exposure for him this upcoming season and this first game as they are going to be playing against uh, Wisconsin. That's really going to put a a big spotlight on him in this to to potentially open up some eyes. We know that Wisconsin is always going to be a really good running football team. But the one thing that you pointed out to me, Chris, that I, I agree with the most and that I'm, I was really drawn in on when watching him was that effort as a blitzer and then the way that he plays at the line of scrimmage. I will characterize him as a tackle for loss machine. And now statistically, he doesn't necessarily have a crazy amount of tackles for loss. They didn't play that many games last year, but he plays very, very aggressively at the line of scrimmage. Instead of being somebody who plays on their heels and waits for somebody to come to them, he attacks, he comes upfield, he wraps up pretty cleanly. That closeout speed is rare for a linebacker of his size, and there's a reason why he made so many plays at the line of scrimmage. And then also, like you were talking about, they line him up on on the outside as like a stand-up rusher, but pretty much just as a blitzer in those circumstances. And he comes flying upfield. Some plays where I saw him completely pop and blow up some dudes, some quarterbacks. That's what you want to see from a linebacker. And I almost wonder his best fit, and it seems like it would be playing somewhere at outside linebacker. Yeah, he looks like a will linebacker to me. Just kind of off the ball, being being used in a whole bunch of different ways. Let him play in space. Use that size. Uh, you can match him up on pretty much any tight end at the NFL level. Most running backs, uh, maybe some of these bigger slot receivers we see teams using now. Uh, I'm not sure I'd want to match him up on like a Sterling Shepard type slot receiver. But, you know, some of the maybe six foot three slots that some teams have, that I think is a viable matchup. I really like what Smith does like before the snap and just at the snap of the ball. And I think that gives him a lot of versatility because he's got really good processing speed. He 
recognize his place quickly and he takes an accurate first step. So he isn't fooled often. Now, he can be over aggressive. I saw him over pursue a few times and run himself out of plays. But that's something I think just more experience, more development, yeah, that can be polished. It's tough to teach guys to process information quickly, to trust their eyes, and make that first step in the direction of the play. And that, I think, is a really valuable trait. And I think that will allow him to play a variety of different roles at the NFL level. Right. there, That multitude of use is because of his athleticism. And that's always something that's going to catch our eye. This is really an interesting class, I think, for some of these defenders because of the rare athletes that are going to be playing uh, at the next level in this 2022 group. And we're going to end up getting into some of those guys. Like Kyle Hamilton, I think, is going to be a really fun conversation for us to have. And I think we'll probably or I, I at least am going to push to do him next because I, I, I'm obsessed with watching Kyle Hamilton play. Um, but no, Brandon Smith, I, I, I really like all the way that you've you've really highlighted him. I think that somebody like him within the Giants linebacker core, I think makes a ton of sense. Um, you know, just off of the perspective that what we've seen and, and what we know from the Giants roster, they still really are lacking a truly dominant second linebacker in that group. They have good secondary options to Blake Martinez, but I think to at some point maybe alleviate some of the stress of Martinez having to do a ton of stuff, they're going to need to get a guy like a Brandon Smith that is a super rangy athletic outside linebacker. Yeah, yeah, I think folks who've been listening to us, especially listening to us talk about the draft, they know we loved Isaiah Simmons. We loved Jeremiah Usukoromoa, Zavin Collins. We want the Giants to add that rare athleticism to the middle of their defense. Guys who can be dynamic blitzers, who can make plays in the running game in pursuit, but also guys who can be used as coverage players who can match up with all of the things that a modern NFL offense, which is pretty heavily influenced by all of the spread and air raid concepts bubbling up from the college ranks. And those guys are rare, but we're starting to also see those kind of safety linebacker, just defensive weapon type players emerge. So coming up, we're going to talk about the biggest games to be aware of this upcoming weekend. Before we do so, we're going to take a really short commercial break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. 
Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. One of the efforts that we made last year was to highlight a handful of good games that we're going to be keyed in on, as well as acknowledging the various prospects that are going to be on these teams. So going into the big games that are on everybody's radar, I'm sure I'm missing a few. There are some other ranked matchups uh, that we didn't bring up here, but Penn State, Wisconsin, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox, Alabama, Miami, 3.30 Eastern Time on ABC, Indiana, Iowa, 3.30 Eastern Time on the Big Ten Network, Georgia Clemson, 7.30 Eastern Time, ABC, and then UCLA, LSU, 8.30 Eastern Time on Fox. Chris, who out of all of these guys? There are just so many names that we've written down and highlighted to talk about on this episode, uh, or, or not to talk about, just to be aware of that we can pull from in these specific games. Who are like maybe like one guy or two guys that that just stand out to you the most that you really really want to watch? Well, I mean, other than Brandon Smith, you know, first game up on our slate at <laughs> twelve p.m. on pot on Fox, uh, Penn State and Wisconsin. You know, obviously, I'm going to be watching Brandon Smith, which that game should have a whole bunch of interesting guys playing. Wisconsin's a good team. Penn State's a good team. Actually, the guy I kind of want to see the most, and this might be a little bit off the radar is Zion Nelson at the Alabama-Miami game, which it would take a whole nother podcast to (laughs) list all the guys worth watching on that Alabama squad. Uh, My advice to anyone watching it is to just enjoy the game and try to take note and remember the names of anyone who really jumped off the screen to you. But on the Miami side of thing, things... Zion Nelson, their left tackle, he is, I believe, a true junior... Uh, six foot five, somewhere between three ten and three fifteen. What makes him interesting to me is that he was forced onto the field as a true freshman. When he arrived at Miami, he weighed two hundred and forty pounds. He has added about seventy five pounds, but he is still an athlete out there at left tackle. He's an easy mover. He's got good bend, good feet. We have questions regarding the Giants' offensive line. I think it would and I hate saying this year after year, it would make sense to watch offensive linemen this year in college. And with an athlete like Nelson, yeah, that that's a guy who could be getting a lot of buzz around his name with a good year. And honestly, uh, I'm always watching offensive linemen and the names that I'm like the biggest keyed on this year for this 2022 class uh, for just this specific week are some of these offensive linemen. Zion Nelson is a great name to know. I think uh, two other guys that need to be acknowledged, and I'm one up in you here with from Zion Nelson, the guy that he's going to be playing against, Evan Neal. That dude is a physical freak, folks. If you haven't seen it, go on Twitter and look up Evan Neal box jump. This man jumped, I don't know the full distance, but way too high for a guy of his size to be jumping and landed in a lunge position. This guy has crazy explosiveness at six foot seven 350 pounds you could probably guess he was a five-star recruit the guy just moves at a different level now he's not necessarily played up to that athleticism just yet and his ceiling is super super high 
But a guy like that, I want to see what he's done during the offseason. He's clearly been busting his ass. So for me, Evan Neal is going to be really fun to watch against a team that's usually well-coached defensively in Miami. And the other one, Chris, uh, Sean Ryan, offensive tackle from UCLA, is a name that has gone a relatively unnoticed but is starting to pick up some steam. And I think Sean Ryan is going to be a player that come the end of the cycle, we're going to be talking about as a top three tackle in the class, maybe even the best tackle in the class, just completely out of nowhere. So I I honestly have to say that this matchup against LSU, which we know is going to be really, really talented defensively, if Sean Ryan can start off the season hot, I think that could really set the stage for a really, really good year for him. Yeah, and it seems like that always happens just every year. A couple of years ago, we had Mekhi Becton come basically out of nowhere to be one of the top tackles in the draft class. Uh, last year, I would say not too many people were talking about Rashawn Slater before his final season. And all of a sudden, you know, he is one of the best tackles in the draft class. So Sean Ryan, I absolutely watch him at the very least see what happens because you know lsu they always have talent as well and then you know i I think probably the biggest game on this slate which i I gotta say thank you for the college football playoff format because it was rough watching the first few weeks you know back in the old bcs where all the big schools would basically have cupcake tune-up games for the first two, three weeks before getting into the meat of their schedule. You know, this week we have what five matchups between ranked opponents. Uh, when was the last time we saw a matchup like Georgia Clemson, mm. where you have the number three team and the number five team in the country going after each other in the very first week? Like we could either see these two teams matching up again in January. Or one could knock the other out of the playoffs completely in week one. Yeah, that's what's on the line. And they're just there's just so much talent in this game. This is another one where I, I just say, watch it and enjoy it. But <laughs> yeah, the, Georgia, they are all they are always loaded. They've gotten some really nice transfers. Uh JT Daniels will be actually on the field with more than a month's experience under his belt. Uh Got Andrew Booth Jr. at cornerback for Clemson. You know, that, I think, is going to be a very interesting matchup. Uh, and then you got, uh, you know what? I'm going to let you pronounce Clemson's uh, quarterback's name. But he's, <laughs> he's getting Justin Ross back from actually a pretty scary injury. So hopefully he'll be able to play and play well. Yeah, DJ Uyunglele is the, the guy that you're referencing who maybe, you know, a couple of years down the line if things as we say every time we do one of these shows if things don't work out with daniel jones which i think is just a, a phrase that we can just always keep in our back pocket and, and you know say s- satirically until it becomes a serious conversation dj uyunglele in the following draft class is going to be at the top of the list because of how freaking talented he is and we've only seen a little bit but we can't even we, we didn't even write him down because he's obviously not eligible for this class i think justin ross though uh, getting to see a matchup against potentially Darion Kendrick is going to be really, really fun to watch. But the, that's the last thing I want to throw out there for this weekend, Chris, is that uh, we get some exposure to two very talented corners that are supposed to be at the top of this class, potentially top 15 players. And I'm specifically referring to Andrew Booth Jr. 
the corner from Clemson, who is another guy who's rising a little bit right now that people have had the time to watch him during summer scouting. And then also Derek Stingley in that UCLA matchup. Stingley's probably got an easier matchup to handle in that one, but uh, Andrew Booth is probably going to have a really, really fun time going against these super talented Georgia receivers. Yeah, this is shaping up to be a pretty talented cornerback class early on. And, you know, right now we hope the Giants are not going to be in the market for a cornerback. However, yeah, kind of anything can happen. And that's also a position where it it makes sense to stock up on young, talented corners whenever you have the opportunity. So Andrew Booth Jr., Derek Stingley, those are also two guys. Try to keep an eye on them. You'll probably be hearing their names a lot this year. So that is it for this college football conversation episode. Thank you for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. Enjoy your long weekend. And then we are going to get ramped up and ready to go for the first game of the season. Giants playing the Broncos. Preview episode coming your way. Stay tuned. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, folks. We'll talk to you soon. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.